The Hammer was brought to you today by Huntsman Building Solutions. Huntsman Building Solutions is a global leader in the manufacture and supply of open cell and closed cell spray polyurethane foam insulation and coatings. Formed in May 2020 through the combination of Demolac and Isonine Lapilla, Huntsman Building Solutions is a business unit of Huntsman Corporation and has a combined heritage of more than 110 years. Through the application of innovative technology and advanced science, Huntsman Building Solutions focuses on meeting market demands for more energy efficient products and serves a range of industries, including residential, commercial, industrial, institutional, and agricultural. For more information, visit HuntsmanBuildingSolutions.com. Welcome to The Hammer, where we hit the nail on the head with insights from the world of Canadian renovation and custom home contracting. Now here's your host, the editor of Canadian Contractor Magazine, Patrick Flannery. Hello friends. Today we spoke with Simon Baker and Doug Brady from Huntsman Building Solutions. The topic was spray foam. It's uh, a product that's undergone a lot of changes recently. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, advances in the technology. Uh, a lot of it has been in reaction to uh, environmental regulations, the need to reduce uh, CFCs and, uh, and other hydrocarbons in the uh, product. And uh, with those uh, challenges to meet those environmental regulations have actually come some uh, performance upgrades, as we'll hear from uh, Simon and Doug. Uh, so it's, uh, it's sort of a a new world of opportunity opening up for uh, for spray foam, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, we got in a little bit to the science and the chemistry around that. And uh, we also talked about the very real need for good training, uh, certified uh, applicators uh, to make those uh, those spray foam uh, insulation applications work as, as best as possible without any trouble uh, for the end user. So I hope uh, you find this very informative, my discussion with Simon Baker and Doug Brady from Huntsman Building Solutions. Okay, everybody, I'm here with Simon Baker and Doug Brady from Huntsman Building Solutions. How are you doing, guys? Great, how are you, Patrick? Good, good, yeah, real perfect. good. Good to speak to you, Patrick. Yeah, it's nice to, nice to have you here today. Um, we're uh, we're talking everything spray foam. It's a topic uh, uh, about which I know very little, so I'm excited to uh, have these guys here to educate me and you and uh, and and all of us uh, uh, Canadian contractors out there. Um, let's start off, I guess, uh, with you, Simon. Just uh, uh, give us the old introduction and uh, and 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 who you are and your background and and what you do for uh, what you do for Huntsman. You are the president, so uh, you've got the big job. Sure, Patrick, no problem. So yeah, my name is Simon Baker. I am the uh, uh, the president for um, Huntsman Building Solutions. Uh, I, I've got a particular focus on Canada and the international markets. Um, I was formerly the president of Demolec, and Demolec was one of the two companies that was uh, acquired by the Huntsman Corporation to, uh, to form HBS. So Demolec was acquired by Huntsman back in 2018, and in 2020, we also acquired Isonine Lapola. So um, I've been with Spray Foam for a while now. My, my history actually goes back in the Huntsman Corporation. and I've been with them for over 30 years. Uh, I've moved around various parts in the world, and uh, I've now ended up uh, in, uh, in the U.S. Uh, working, obviously, starting off with Demolec, but now uh, heading up uh, 
HBS, and uh, you know it's uh, it's been an exciting journey. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the excitement really continues now as we bring the two companies together and uh, and really drive forward uh, Huntsman Building Solutions and Spray Foam in Canada and and across the uh, the international markets. That's great, Simon. Sounds like sounds like lots of change, lots to talk about there for sure. Um, Doug, uh, why don't uh, why don't you give us the uh, the FIY FYI on you? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Thank you. So my role is the Vice President of Global Product Innovation and Product Management. Uh, and uh, what that entails for uh, Huntsman Building Solutions is, is working with uh, our tech service team, working with our building science and engineering team, working with our uh, product management team, and also working with the marketing team to ensure that the, the message that we're having out there kind of coincides with the, the added benefit that we can provide to our contractors from a product and technology capability. Great. So if we need to know anything technical, you're our man. That's, That's the goal. All right. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We're going to start out with, uh, I guess, more of the 30,000 foot view, uh, though. Um, Simon, why don't you talk to us a, just a little bit about, I guess, the spray foam market generally. Where, where are things uh, uh, going? Um, where have things been uh, developing the last while? You've obviously had a lot of changes as an organization. Um, I don't know if that's a reaction to anything that's going on in the market, but um, just, uh, I guess, give us, your big, give us your big view of where spray foam's at today, in, in, I guess, in North America, really. Yeah, sure. No, no problem, Patrick. So, you know, we're really excited about spray foam. We think it is the, the best insulation product that's out there on the market. Um, it brings many, many benefits, not only to, uh, to ho homeowners, but also to society as well. Um, and we're seeing, you know, a, a, an increased demand for spray foam. Uh, we've seen good, solid double-digit growth uh, over a number of years now. And, you know, the expectation is that that's going to continue as people get more aware about the benefits of spray foam and how it can help, you know, improve their, their living conditions, you know, whether you want a nice warm home in the cold winter weather or a, or a cool home in the, in the hot, uh, hot sunshine, um, spray foam has its, uh, its place to play. Um, whether you're concerned about the, the environment or whether you're concerned about energy security, spray foam has a great role to play there in terms of reducing the amount of energy that we actually use. And of course, we are very focused, obviously, on the environment. And, and again, some of the, the benefits that we see with, with the uh, increased use of spray foam and the improved insulation properties that it brings, that, that really helps you know, drive some of the, the challenges that we see, not just in, in North America, but globally as well. So, you know, we, we are really excited by the product. Um, you know, that's why the, the Huntsman Corporation decided to, uh, to double down on spray foam. You know, it had a very small um, position in spray foam, uh, you know, over, over the years, but uh, it's made two strategic acquisitions um, whereby, you know, spending about 700 million US dollars to, uh, to acquire both uh, Demolek and IC and Inlapola, which were two leading companies in, in North America. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a very, very clear um, testimony of the belief that the Huntsman Corporation has in, uh, in both the, uh, the companies, but also the, uh, the application of spray foam. So, uh, you know, we're really excited about uh, what's going on now, but we're really, really stoked about what's happening in the future as well. So we're very positive and confident about the future of spray foam and how it can help many of the challenges that we, we see moving forward. Yeah, I, I even even from my uh, very distant position and, and and having been involved directly in the contractor market for less time, but on the window and door and commercial glazing side for longer, 
Um, I, I have to say, I've, I've, I've seen enhanced interest, enhanced applications for, uh, for spray foam in, in, in a lot of different places and, and people becoming, uh, well, more positive about it, to be honest with you, uh, in, uh, in, in just generally across the board. And so that, that tells me, uh, Doug, that there must be, there must be innovations. There must have been some technological improvements that have been, that have been coming down the pike. Why don't you, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, uh, some of the changes in the products that are, that are out there these days. Uh, do you have an opportunity to combine uh, the technologies of three companies that are, you know, leaders within the industry uh, as a whole? Uh, Icing and Lapola merged in 2017 and really kind of kept um, the, the technological capabilities of both organizations. So now you combine that with where Demolex at, which, which its history of innovation, and you get a, a brand new kind of uh, super improved development cycle in terms of what we can deliver into the market space. Um, right now in the industry that, that we're seeing, it's, it's a huge uh, change, uh, a change that hasn't been seen since 2006, and that's really around the blowing agent. Uh, the Canadian industry is largely focused on the closed cell market because of the, uh, the capabilities that closed cell foam offers in the colder environment. And because of that, uh, that spray foam uses a blowing agent that helps to insulate the product and insulate the house. Uh, originally, they, you know, we started uh, back in the 70s with Freon. Uh, that moved on to HCFCs, um, which, uh, of course, both those products are ozone depleting. So... Uh, they introduced the HFC molecule, which, uh, which is what we use today, um, which is a, a wonderful insulator and is zero ozone depleting and does not, uh, has actually helped reduce the size of the, the hole in the ozone. Um, so all, all really, really good things. The downside with the HFC molecule, though, is it, when it goes in the atmosphere, it stays in the atmosphere. So regardless of how you feel in terms of global warming, you know, we're putting an insulating molecule in the atmosphere for, for an extended period of time because it doesn't like to break down. Um, so, uh, you know, when we looked at, the, at what was out there, they decided to change the blowing agent to the foundation, and this was based around HFO. And the HFO molecule uh, essentially breaks down once it hits the atmosphere shortly thereafter. Its global warming potential is around a one, um, which is about the same as carbon dioxide. Uh, this is versus our traditional blowing agents were around a thousand. So it's a pretty significant step change in terms of the, the green aspect of what the product brings. Um, but there's been a lot of challenges with that because the nature that it breaks down, uh, it's really been for the chemists to go in and, and redefine the systems that they're out there spraying and be able to make sure that they can kind of keep up with that same capability that uh, builders, contractors, and architects expect from spray foam when they spray it today. Yeah. So, so there's had to be, so there's had to be a, a, a change in the molecule. Did, 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 did that initially cause a, 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 some difficulties with the performance and then that had to be addressed? Uh, or, or were you able to pretty much do the same thing with what you had and maybe it was just a matter of one was cheaper than the other or something? No, actually, it, it was a complete redesign. Um, okay. Inherently, so when we've changed blowing agents in the past, all of the, the uh, chemicals, the surfactants, the catalysts, the polyols, 
have generally stayed the same from blowing agent to blowing agent. With this new blowing agent, though, because of that uh, bond that tends to break down, um, what you saw was shelf life of the product drop from six months down to six days. Um, so we needed a whole new array of catalysts, a whole new array of surfactants, different polyols to use, um, and, and really it was, a, it was almost a return to the drawing board for the chemists to really kind of uh, develop that from the ground up. Now, as you'll see today with the, with the foam that's out there that we've just released, which is uh, our heat lock uh, soya HFO, um, this system uh, sprays better than our existing system today. It has improved yield uh, and, and improved uh, coverage capability in terms of when the, when the contractor sprayed. Uh, we put it in uh, you know, 2,000 people's hands now plus uh, over the course uh, of the past year, and uh, applicators love it. Um, uh, and they, they're ready for the change. You know, the change will happen on January 1st. Uh, that's when Canada is switching over away from the HFC system to the HFO molecules. Um, so it's, we're, we're right now in the heart of kind of that changeover um, and, and getting that uh, product into, into our contractors' hands as they, as they uh, go out and spray so that everyone's ready to shift over when the new year starts. Okay, that's interesting. Simon, can you expand on that for, for me a bit? Just what's the... Uh... What's the change there in the in the in the in the regulations and 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 what are the what are the trends that you see coming as far as how how these changes are going to affect how spray foam is used going forward in in, in your markets? Yeah, sure. So I think in terms of the the overall trend, I think one thing that we are seeing and and it, and it plays back into the HFC to HFO transition is a growing awareness of the environmental uh, environmental aspects of what we're doing, uh, and that's obviously society as a whole. And I think that's really important because there's a few things. Obviously, Doug's just talked very, very clearly about uh, the changeover to to HFO and the benefits of uh, to the environment that that brings. But also, I, I think you know one of the, the the other benefits that really resonates that we're seeing with both our contractors and, and customers is that the uh, the spray foams that uh, that we we sell in Canada. And the closed cell foams also contain a, a high degree of recycled content. So, for example, um, PET plastic and PET bottles, we actually are using that waste material and we're turning that waste material into uh, a raw material that we then use and incorporate in our formulation technology. And that, that really resonates with people, particularly, you know, the, the, the younger generation that, uh, that are very, very um, conscious about environmental aspects. So I think that is one of the, the huge trends that we are seeing, that, that just general awareness. Obviously, people get the need for saving energy and, and, and reducing uh, greenhouse gas, uh, gas emissions and uh, ozone depleting emissions, and uh, we recognize that. But also, people really like to see a good uh, recycling reuse story these days and, and we're very proud that the technology that we've developed allows us to do that so you know that the, 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 we in our in our small way but important way we are doing our best to start re, uh, reusing and reducing the amount of waste PET bottles that are out there yeah and, and you know I, I work with a lot of architects and 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 I can tell you that those issues are incredibly important to them um, and uh, and and there's even things that the recycling message is a good one for you guys too because there's um, there's a lot of talk about uh, getting into more of these environmental product declarations where uh, 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 the building it, project is supposed to show that uh, you know they, they have a certain amount of recycled material they can give a whole carbon 
lifestyle on the on the uh, life cycle, I should say, on the material. Um, so obviously, you know, you guys being able to comply with some of that stuff is is going to be very helpful to you, Doug. I wanted to drill down a little bit more on the regulation change that you you, you quickly referenced uh, in Canada. I I confess I don't know anything about spray foam regulation. Uh, <laughs> what um, uh, uh, is this in response to some of the environmental protocols? I mean, I know there's a lot going on in the window and door industry with, um, uh, well, in, in Canada up here, we still worry about the Paris Accord. <laughs> and uh, and uh, is, there, uh, is, there something, uh, is there something going on uh, 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 there? What's, what's spurring these regulations and, and what actually has been the change that you're talking about in January? Sure, absolutely. It's the Montreal and the Coyote, Coyote, Coyote yeah, there you go. Coyote, the Coyote yeah. protocols um, that, are, that are looking to impact uh, greenhouse gases. And and the global warming as we see it out there today, and, and these original protocols that that sought to reduce some of these other blowing agents that we've seen in the past, and uh, you know, uh, countries like Canada, uh, in Europe, we've seen these shifts already uh, away from um, older molecules. Uh, e even countries like Russia and China have have shifted on from HCFC molecules into into uh, uh, HFC molecules. So you, you see across the world uh, organizations and countries really starting to step up. Uh, even in the United States, you know, we've seen uh, a number of states that have already transitioned. So California, New York, New Jersey, uh, these are these are states that are either uh, have already transitioned away from HFC molecule or are planning to do that in in the next you know, 12 to 24 months. So it's definitely a changing time. Um, as a manufacturer, you have to be aware of kind of what's out there and, and uh, uh, what's going on and when these changeovers occur and how they occur. Uh, we've been engaging both with CCMC and Environmental Canada so we can go out and educate our contractors to understand the, the rules of what happens um, after that January 1st date. And, um, you know, so what we're hearing right now is, is that ban is actually on this, the, the sale, sorry, not on the sale, on the manufacture and import of HFC blowing agent. So that means anything that's manufactured prior to December 31st uh, can still be sold, sprayed, and can still be applied uh, in, into, the, into the industry. That's important for our contractors to know because they need to understand that if they have HFC uh, product uh, in their warehouse as of December 31st, you know, they're gonna still be able to spray that product uh, up until the time that, that it expires, really. Um, I, I would like to add Quebec does have a, a little bit of a, they do have a, a sales moratorium um, that you can no longer sell the product after the first six months of 2021. Um, however, the shelf life of this product six months, so it kind of aligns in with, um, you know, contractors being able to get rid of their inventories as they move forward. Hmm. That is good to know, and I think uh, I think uh, a lot of our listeners will find that to be uh, useful information. Um, Simon, the um, I, I guess I guess drill down on a bit for me. What is the contractor going to see when they use these 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 newer products? What 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 are, what are the what are the what's your elevator pitch to a contractor who's 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 
you know, wondering about, about how things are going to change in the new year. Yeah, I think the, the importance is that the, the contractors need to understand that we're working hard and tirelessly to make sure that it is a smooth and seamless changeover because we do realize that, you know, this is a, this is a big deal. It's a big deal for, for, for our contractors and we want to make sure that it goes smoothly. So, you know, the, the, the HFO product that Doug has been talking about, it's not something that's been developed overnight. We've put a lot of time and effort into, into developing this. And, uh, you know, the blowing agent change wasn't an easy one, but we've got there. But also what we're really concerned about is how the product performs for the contractor. So one of the key things that we make sure is that it's easy to use, that it's got a, a really good yield, and, and also that, you know, it's, it's easy to spray. You know, because quite often you can find some foams that, that are difficult to spray, that clog the gun, that you need to keep, you know, cleaning out the gun and things like that. We find that the, the, the HFO product that, that's, that's out there is, uh, that we've developed is, is, is trying to meet all the key parameters for the customer. And actually, just, just as a little anecdote, what we're doing at the moment, because obviously with, with coronavirus, it was very difficult to, uh, to have a big launch for, for our, our new HFO product. We're actually doing a coast-to-coast uh, road trip where we've got a rig on the road it's actually in edmonton at the moment and it started off on the on the west coast and it's going to end up on the east coast after about eight or nine weeks and what we're doing is we've got a little portable spray booth there and we're actually stopping off across with with many of uh, of the locations across the whole of canada and uh, and just setting up the the spray booth and inviting local sprayers to come on down and and, and see the product and test it for themselves and uh, you know we're getting some really great feedback from that so we really want to make sure that the, the contractors feel good about the product, that it's available where they need it. So we have a range of warehouses across Canada to do that. But also when they pull the, the, the trigger on the gun, that they got a good phone coming out the end. And uh, we're very much you know, looking forward to the, the feedback that we're getting. And it's, it's pretty positive so far. But as I say, we're only in Edmonton and there's still a long way to go across Canada. You mean, Simon, I'm not going to get that experience that I have every time I use spray foam where I, I, I use as much as I need. It's about a third of the can. And then, and then I put it away and then I, I might as well just, and then when I go back to it, I might as well just take that applicator and, <laughs> and throw it in the garbage because I'll never get it cleaned out. Right. Again. But <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so that's, that's a slightly different product. That, that's oh, yeah, that's right. Talking, the stuff that you get in the, in the tin from the DIY store. No, no, these, we, we, obviously we, we've got a two component system that the, the, the applicators oh. know well. So yeah, it's slightly, slightly different, but uh, okay. yeah, I, uh, this, this, this is the great thing about spray foam, it's sticky stuff, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, we're into my experience with spray foam, which is limited to trying to plug up the holes the mice try to get into at the cottage. That's my level of expertise on all of this. Oh my goodness. And Doug, one thing, and, and, and it's it's not it's not in the list, but I'm a bit of a science nerd, and I had to ask because you mentioned it. Uh, uh, difference between closed cell and open cell, and why is why is closed cell better in cold? Uh, so the closed cell uh, is a is a two pound foam, so it's a little bit denser than your than your open cell, which is a half pound foam. But the the major difference is is in the name. Um, when the when the product reacts, a closed cell foam reacts slower. And it actually creates bubbles. That's the foam, as you, as you would see with shaving cream or something like that. But those bubbles stay intact. When, when the material hardens, it actually creates a honeycomb effect. And that honeycomb traps the blowing agent in the, in the material. Um, so when you look at thermal insulating properties, uh, you know, your closed cell foam, you're going to get about an R6. Um, and your open cell, you're going to get an r you know, three R three point seven around that around that area, 
on uh, in an inch of foam. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I deal in inches, not uh, no, no 20, inches. That's no, twenty millimeters of foam. We all do here too. It didn't. <laughs> so, it didn't take. It was only on the cars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so as as you uh, as you as you look at that foam, it has a, almost twice the insulating property, and um, the the benefit of that is is you can get a higher insulating factor in a smaller space. So if you're in a two by four or two by six construction you can get to higher R values with closed cell, right. uh, better insulation basically with closed cell than you can with open cell. Okay, okay, thank you. I, that just, it occurred to me and I wanted to ask before it ran out of my mind. Back on track, um, with, with are, are contractors gonna notice anything different, Doug, with, with the new, uh, with, with the new uh, uh, HFO uh, uh, spray? Is, is, there, is, there, is there anything contractors need to know when they're making this transition? But I think the biggest thing that contractors need to be aware of, not necessarily from an application perspective, um, the system we have out there and the heat lock soya HFO, that, that product is going to spray better. So, so their applicators are actually going to like it more. Um, but what they need to be aware of is with this transition, as they're talking to the architects, as they're talking to the builders, as they're getting jobs that may, they may be bidding on now, but may not actually apply for six, eight, nine, 12 months from now when they actually spray the foam, they need to be aware of this transitioning happening so that they can quote the HFO systems, not the HFC systems, um, so they don't have any problems down the road where they have to go back and kind of change over from, from one system to the next or run into problems with specifications. Um, I, we, we've done a real good job of getting out and talking with the architects to make them aware and talking with the contractors to make them aware. But as a contractor, that's something I wanna make sure that, that if I'm looking at jobs that are gonna be out into the first or second quarter next year, make sure I'm, I'm quoting the right material so that uh, I'm ready to go when that actually comes. Okay, great, great. Um, one thing, uh, it, was, it was funny, uh, the universe moved and, 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 and did something uh, uh, in the run-up to this podcast. Uh, I, got, I actually got this week. Uh, some people uh, uh, like to, the Canadian contractor site, they, they, they view it as a, uh, as a place to complain about their contractor. And, <laughs> and, uh, and sure enough, I, I, got a, uh, I got a spray foam complaint in the, in the last week. And I have no idea if it was one of your products or not. I don't think it probably was. Uh, and, and it was, uh, but it was, uh, you know, somebody... Uh, a, a couple in Calgary basically had their new barn destroyed by a contractor who obviously did not know what they were doing. They, 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 it was a huge mess. The, the spray foam was all over the place. Simon, talk, talk to me a little bit about, about the importance of, of, of good application processes, of being certified, of what Huntsman encourages the, the, the people out there using your products that, uh, to do and what kind of certifications and, and training they should have. Yeah, sure. So, so you know, Huntsman, we're, we're Huntsman Building Solutions, absolutely committed to to safety and, and environmental best practice. So, we make sure that um, one of the great things in Canada that uh, you, you guys have a, a QAP a provider, an independent quality assurance program, and one, that's a really, really good thing in Canada because one thing we have found is that you know, in certain parts of the world, not necessarily Canada, that you know, some people feel they can get into the spray foam industry really easily, and, and you know, not have and, and cut the corners. Canada, I think that's a real exception these days, because obviously, what we make sure is that all the uh, 
the, the applicators are actually um, certified by a QAP provider. And that obviously means that they do need to meet, meet a certain standard. Also, in addition, we run training sessions. Um, so we want to help and, and educate all our contractors to make sure that they can handle spray foam in the right way, safely, responsibly, but also make sure that they do a good quality job. And you know, the, the, the primary responsibility, obviously, for, for applying the foam lies with the contractor because they're actually doing the job at the location. And they've got to make sure that they are well-trained, well-skilled to, to get the temperatures right, to get the application right. It still, you know, it still relies a lot on the person who's actually um, you know, pulling the trigger on the gun to lay the foam down. Um, but we make sure that we do work with all our, um, all our contractors to offer that training and support so they have the confidence to do the job right. And at the end of the day, I would say to, to any general contractor, you know, ask, ask the, uh, the spray foam contractor that's doing the job, ask them for examples of their, their jobs that they've done in, the, done in the past. It's a fairly small industry, you know, and, and people that, that have a, a poor reputation certainly get, get known quite quickly, but also people that have a, do a good, honest job and do great spray foam, they also get a great reputation as well. So I, I would always ask, you know, can I, can I understand some previous examples of what we've done? And a, and a good contractor will always be delighted to share their, their previous work. Well, and the really happy example of that came out of the example I just gave was, was the, the day after I, I, I posted this person's comment, um, I, had, uh, I had another uh, individual from, uh, from Alberta uh, come and say the, the local uh, Facebook group there for spray contractors called spray. Well, they call themselves spray contracting Canada. So I guess they're everywhere. Um, had uh, something like 80 replies uh, from contractors saying, this is terrible. We'll come in and fix the job. And so, right, you, know, that's right. kinda, you know, that, that, I thought, no, and there's a great, that's that's a great example, Patrick. There's a fabulous camaraderie between the, the, the spray foam guys. I, you know, I'm I'm really impressed with the way that they all rally around and support each other. You know, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic industry to be with, and there's some really great and conscientious and considerate guys out there. We we really enjoy working with our contractors. You know, we we really appreciate all their business. But we, I, I just like the spirit of the industry, and and that's a great example that you quote there. The way that they rally around and they want to make sure that the right thing is done for the for the customer, but also the right thing is done for the industry as well because it's so important that continues yeah i like i like the way that story ended for sure um simon just staying with you for a second on on the on the training and again my ignorance what what is the what kind of a time uh commitment are we talking about here what what's involved in 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 getting trained up as a, as a spray foam contractor I, I, again, it, it, there's, there's the basics that, you know, we, we run courses and the, and the courses can last for uh, for two to three days. And that's really the, the A to Z of, of spray foam, you know, starting off with the absolute basics of how you, uh, you know, the, the, the I guess the, the, a bit of the science behind spray foam and why you have the different components and, and how it sort of reacts together chemically. Then there's a lot of work on the actual equipment, you know, the, the different um, spray foam machines that you can get, how it, how you service them what to look for if they break down how you do the preventative maintenance on them and you know how you, you make sure that you, you keep them running in tip-top condition and then obviously there's a lot of education around the, the safety side of things you know the do's and don'ts the personal protective equipment that you should use each time how you should get onto the job site what do you do about you know there's a difference in job site between a a new build where obviously it's a construction site versus retrofit where obviously you could be working in a, in, in a homeowner's uh, building so you know the, the the actual time commitment you know it, it, it's it, it, it's you know, quite important it's, it can be a couple of days for the full training course 
but obviously there's a lot of on-the-job learning as well and and we're there to support you know we have frontline um, technical service guys that, that are out in the field and you know if there are issues you know give us a call and you know our TSR will, will come down and, and come and help and support so again you know what we want to do is we want to make sure there's a very very good backup not just from the classroom training that we do but also that we have the field-based um, technical service support as well so if there are issues we can be there and we can really help so you know and, and I guess if, if you know you're talking to a spray foam contractor recently the view is that you don't really ever stop learning it's it's something where there's, there's always, you know, uh, hints and tips of, of how you can improve. And I think that's part of the, the, the beauty of the product. Hmm. Doug, marketing's part of your thing as well as, uh, as well as knowing everything in the world about the, uh, about the products. What could, what, what, what would you advise a contractor to, how would you, how would you advise them to discuss spray foam uh, and, and using spray foam with, with their end, with their end user, with the, the homeowner or with an architect or with somebody um, um, how, how do they how, how do they sell it? I guess to not to put too fine a point on it to, uh, to 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 people that are thinking about different ways of insulating or protecting the inside of their walls. Well, I think for the for the am I okay? I think for the for the home builder uh, today and the contractor speaking to the homeowner, I, I think it's a very uh, unique time. I mean, we've all now gone or are going through this coronavirus pandemic that we're seeing and you're, you're seeing a lot more people having to shelter in place. They're, they're having to spend more time in their home. They're, they're, one, they're becoming more aware of uh, the indoor air quality that's within um, their own domicile or, or, or even their own building if, you know, on, on a commercial perspective. But um, it's really talking, about, talking to that homeowner about creating a comfortable living space. Uh, when you use spray foam, spray foam acts as an excellent air barrier as well as an insulating uh, performance. So it's really doing two jobs within the building envelope at, at one time. And so your drafts, your cold spots in your house, that's all come from air leakage in and out of the building. And so when you're able to sit there and do that air seal around there, you really create a comfortable cocoon for the family. And that's where we really talk to our, our contractors and the builders when you're, when you're selling that to homeowners to understand it, it's, it's not a, I mean, the energy savings is wonderful. Um, you know, you, you can save up to 50% on your energy bills by, by utilizing this product. But today, um, you, it's really more about creating that indoor space, that indoor air quality and, and, and comfort level uh, for, for you and your family because, you know, we're spending a lot of time there right now. Uh, and whether it's in your home or your cottage, wherever it might be, uh, it, it's really an efficient way to, to insulate and, and apply your home. Uh, we talk a little bit differently when we talk to architects. I mean, architects, you know, they want to see the buildings that their buildings last for, for 30 or 50 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really feel that spray foam is the, is the insulation that's going to be able to handle those codes as things go forward. Um, it, it does offer so many different elements to the building envelope to be able to kind of support what people are trying to do, whether it's curves or new designs and really divine, de defining an energy efficient building, uh, architects cannot go wrong when they use spray foam. So those are the kind of messages that we sit there and give out to, to our constituents when we're out there. Um, you know, Simon, Simon opened with, you know, we, we feel this is the, the, the best insulating material that's out there and we wanna make sure we share it with everybody. That's awesome, yeah. I, I, the occupant comfort message is, 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 is a great, 
you know, it's a great hook. Uh, we, we see it in the window and door industry. Uh, you know, that's, you can, you can talk to people all day about how much energy they're going to save and, and uh, you'll never get them to spend another nickel on it. But the, <laughs> the minute you show them, you can stand near the window and not be cold. They're all of a sudden there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're all over it. So that's, uh, that's all our architecture a little different, but that's, yeah, that's, that's for sure. The, uh, the message. Uh, it, Simon, I guess uh, 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 talking to your talking to your clients, talking to people that that have contracting businesses, um, uh, talking to people that uh, uh, depend on this for uh, I guess a portion of their their company revenues, a portion of what they do. Um, what 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 do you think? Uh, what's the big message you'd like them to get from Huntsman about how you guys can can help them going forward? Yeah, absolutely. So. Obviously, Canada is a critical market for us. I think, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of our history, um, it's our heartland. That's where spray foam began. It's where Demolex began. So Demolex has been operating in Canada since, since 1983. And obviously, that's one of the, the core constituents of HBS now. Um, we employ around uh, nearly 100 people across the whole of Canada. It's a critical market for us. We have manufacturing in Canada. So all our formulations for Canada are actually made in Quebec. But also we're making some of the key raw materials that go into those formulations there as well. So we're absolutely committed to Canada where we have a, a team of very, very talented Canadians that, that work across the whole country. We also have a centre in, uh, in, in the greater Toronto area uh, where we have uh, facilities both in Peel and Waterloo. So we're there to support people locally. And, uh, you know, Canada is, is just so important to us and, it, and it's in our DNA and, and we're going to be here to support our the success of our our contractors as much as we can. You know, we I just like to people to know that we're we're there for them. You know, we're working hard to to innovate. We're investing a lot of money in our facilities in Canada to expand them to make them uh, even more capable for the future. So we're there, and what we believe HBS is all about it's all about great products that you've heard about today. It's about great service because we realize that contractors, they need that, that fast response. They need that flexibility. And finally, it's about great people. So, you know, we've got a, a really strong team, you know, out there, well, uh, well versed in the, in the spray foam industry and want to be out there to help and support all contractors. So, you know, we're here for you guys. And, uh, you know, we, we do appreciate all the business that you send our way. And we're going to be here for a long time to come to help you be successful in what you do.
Thanks for listening to The Hammer. You can find episodes online at CanadianContractor.com or subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. The Hammer is presented by Canadian Contractor Magazine. Music